bang, 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 slice, 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 slice. Wait, you're forgetting car chase, car chase, car chase. Bang, 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 slice, slice, cut, 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 stab, bang, 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 bang. Freaky, freaky, Frodo is bagging. Hey, Cliff. Oh, alone at the drive-in. <laughs> You're going to say aloha to all our listeners. Aloha, listeners. We're coming to you live from the drive-in. Aloha, everybody. Well, I'm trying to think. What was that song? That's that was the song in Greece, right? Alone at the drive-in. Uh, have, I'm not a Greaseophile, so I don't really know. Oh, uh, well, we need to get a Greece a Greaseophile in here. We need to have a special guest Greaseophile. Listeners, if you are a Greaseophile, please send us a letter, registered mail, Busheltown General Delivery, Cliff and Kendall. And explain. Or if you're not a Greaseophile, still send us a letter. We'd love to get any of them. Either way, just put us on your Christmas card list. Everybody, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, no, Cliff, but we're we're here at the drive-in, like you said. We we've just watched an amazing movie, one of our all-time favorites, The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Um, it spoiler just, alert: the credits are rolling right now. It's so good. Spoiler alert: she made it to Oz and then she made it home. It was all in um, her own backyard. Isn't that really? Where's the, my dinger? Isn't that really the way? It's all in our own backyard. Kendall? Well, you know, that's, it's, everything's in our own backyard. It's, it's what we make of it. You know, that's, that's really the thing. Uh, um, I think it's more the backyard thing, but it was such a good <laughs> movie. I really, I do, I could watch that movie every day and love it. And can you believe it's not like tomorrow, but it, we will be alive. How old will your child be when the hundredth anniversary of the Wizard of Oz occurs in 2039. Uh, that's uh, 25, 6, 7, 8, 9, 6, 10, 16 years, so he'll be 16. He won't even be out of the house! And we will be celebrating the centennial. Of Let's not talk about depressing things. <laughs> Let's move on to happier things. Wow. <laughs> well, well, and speaking of, speaking of uh, more things that are exciting... Coming up next is a double feature. The next movie that's coming out is Return to Oz that we're about to watch because you can't just go to Oz. You have to go back. You have to, you have go, to go back. back. See what it's what happened. You have to go back. Is so the second part of the double feature is what's coming up, right? Yeah. There's not another After, yeah. double feature beginning. No, okay. no second. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Second part of the double Can feature. You the know, double of the double feature. I just get so worried because you know how sleepy I get. Once the sun sets, and I know. Well, that's why we're doing a show in the middle. We we didn't want to just sit around and wait. You'd be asleep. I would. Cause I thought for a second. I thought, oh my god, there's a one after Return to Oz. I'm gonna have to be pretending to be awake. <laughs> I'll be doing. No, I mean, I already had to wake you up several times during the Wizard of Oz, but you know. Well, that one, I you know, I can kind of close my eyes. I still can see it. 
what's going on because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. ever do this when you're falling asleep? Like if you've fallen asleep during a movie on the couch and you just, the second you wake up, you make some kind of comment about the movie to try to make people think <laughs> that you've been awake the whole time? No, because I don't care if they know I was asleep. I was like, oh, I was asleep. Why'd you wake me up? <laughs> See, I'll be laying there asleep and then I'll, you know, I'll wake up and I'll say, Oh, he's so good at this. And, oh, know. no, that's what Susan does. I'll say, oh, did you did you see that? And she'll say, yeah. And yeah. I'll say, you did. I yeah. I said, part. what happened then? She said, oh, he, uh, you know, he was unhappy with what was going on. I said, you are lying. You were just making up shit to try to make it sound like you were watching. Oh, Kendall, just leave the interrogation to the uh, Spanish Inquisition. Okay. <laughs> chunk, chunk. Uh, Cliff, but that's we're not talking about interrogations or Spanish inquisitions or drive-ins. We are talking about idioms. Uh, now, this episode, I want the listeners to know, this episode is Kendall's baby. You thought his baby was his baby, but he's been working on this baby for much longer. I believe he first pitched this episode when George W. Bush was president. And well, it's you know, I knew off. we'd get around to it eventually. Eventually, we did, and that eventually is today. And you said you said Kendall, one day when we run out of ideas, we'll do your show. And here we are. And <laughs> frankly, here we are. Um, because the first half, I mean, I am so proud of this show, Cliff. The first half is about idioms, which I'll explain what those are in a minute for anybody that All doesn't right. know. And the second half of the show is about idiots. <gasps> idioms and idiots, cabbages and kings. Isn't it just a great. It does got a good catch phrase to it, you know. Just really pulls you in. Yeah, I'm in. All right, well, I'm glad you're in, Cliff, because an idiom is a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words, like raining cats and dogs is, you know, a good example of that. But we're going to talk about other ones. To turn a phrase. To turn a phrase. I think that's a great idea. I was perusing some idioms this morning. And, you know, I love, there's some that I do love. This one may be my favorite one. Okay. Well, it, maybe, maybe it ties with another that's like its sister or its brother. I knew not to do a countdown. It would be too many ties. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see if I can use it in a sentence. Uh, okay. Kendall, <laughs> your diet doesn't have the snowball's chance in hell of working. <laughs> Don't you love That's that? That's a good one. one. Or, That's a good one. Yeah. Or here's my other one that ties, and it's like the brother or sister of that one, the sibling, cousin at the very least, is like, well, Kendall, oh, I guess I'll lose weight when hell freezes over. <laughs> exactly. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. I think those are my two favorite ones, possibly. But let's let's yeah. not burn bridges, Cliff. All right, let's not burn bridges. Burn, which bridges. is another great idiom. Um, you know, and one thing that we're never on is cloud nine. That's another <laughs> idiom. Oh, I'm on cloud nine. Uh, oh, too bad. That's not an idiom. Too bad. That well, this is what that was. I got my second wind with that oh yeah well, that that was a big win um and and you didn't really beat around the bush i <laughs> no. now uh oh some of these are such great song i'm gonna love you like nobody's gonna love you come rain or come shine 
Uh, come rain or come shine. Yeah. Love it. An ounce of prevention <laughs> is worth a pound of cure. Or, as they said in Still Magnolias, and what did they say? An ounce of pretension is worth a pound of manure. That was their take on that one. Ooh. 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 Good one. Good one. I want to jump on the bandwagon of that one. Oh, my goodness, dear. Wasn't that a lovely film? I remember when it first came out. Yes. I recall lining up at the cinema all those years ago. Sugar Lump, and we stood out for hours in the rain just to buy our ticket. And it was well worth it, boys. Dear, I saw it three times, and it was so expensive in my day to do that. Oh, yes. I had to save up quarters from working for my Uncle Pepperoni and his pepperoni farm. Oh, it took weeks to save up just to see one picture show on Saturday, girl. Oh, my. Oh, uh, well, and we're, and we're right back to that point in history again. <laughs> we're back to that point. <laughs> oh, dear, well, you know, I, I do think that the, the lovely people that are working in the concession stand are doing a lovely job, dear, but they're just, just not the same kind of service they used to have when we first saw the Wizard of Oz. Oh, no, but so many of the people working here at the drive through Sugar Lump, why, they seem to be Fonky's age. <laughs> they're they're oh, very they're young. They're so young. <laughs> yes. Although everyone seems so young these days. <laughs> yes, but they are particularly young <laughs> working here, <laughs> tearing tickets and Popping butter in the corn. <laughs> oh, I hope there's no child labor laws going on here. I hope not. You know how they're trying to just let children go back to work in the mines or whatever yeah. in some of these states. I don't think Busheltown would allow this. I think these are oh, maybe some I teenagers. Would never allow that yeah, these are teens from the local high school. You know, out for the summer. So living in their best life here at the at night. I'm glad they're getting to see some classic films. These kids. Oh, that's a that's a very good thing. They're not too many kids don't even know what Wizard of Oz is these days. Oh no, they think it's some sort of party drug, but it's actually <laughs> a fine masterpiece film from the golden age of cinema boys. Oh, that is a good name for a party drug. <laughs> it would be, but now I, we're going to see the wizard. Uh, so, are you? You were making some kind of intimation, Mrs. Potter, but about turning back, going back to the. Concession stand. Can you oh, get? Dear, well, I want another family-sized box of Junior Mints. Is where I'm heading. Oh with well, this. dear. I must go and see if I can help the kids out to do better, and, and I'll see if I can get you some Junior Mints on the side. Oh <laughs> yes, I, I would love to help you help the children, dear. Why don't we go and help them? <laughs> well, I know you boys are doing a, a lovely show, I'm sure, but we're <laughs> gonna go help the children. Yes. Good luck, boys. Keep up the good work here in your little booth. Uh, well, this show's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, you know, they're in their element. They're in their element, and that's what I always say about you when you're driving. I say Kendall's in his element. (laughs) Too bad we never said that Uh, when I was driving an element. You can say that again. Do they still make those? No. (gasps) No, in fact, when when I had mine, uh, at one point when I was in L.A., like, I would get calls all the time they wanted to buy it because there were so, like everybody wanted an element and they stopped making it wow wow i'm sure wow. they were a death trap or something wow. i don't know cliff i really missed the boat on that one you missed the <laughs> boat kendall what if we make up some new idioms 
Oh. So, like, what if I what if I came to you, Kendall? I'm an evil genie, and I want an idiom from you that means. Oh, this is my specialty. Okay. Well, I love it. I love it. A new idiom. I want you to coin a phrase. All right. For when something happens without warning. Hit like a slab of meat to the face. Slab of meat to the face. There Isn't you go. Isn't that a great one? Because you, you viscerally feel that. You feel a slab of meat smacking you in the face. I was going to say it's uh, your foot explodes. Well, that see, that, that's more like... Then I would be nervous. I'm like, I got to go to the doctor. That brings up other thoughts. But the meat to the face, it's unexpected, but I can move on with my life. Uh, <laughs> if you say so, Kendall. What, <laughs> what's one for uh, you'll make mistakes if you rush through something? Uh, if, if, uh, if you speed through hell, you're bound to knock over some boulders. <laughs> Okay. I know that one. I'm gonna workshop that one, but uh, it, it's got some. It's got some things to start with. The rush through hell sounds good, but I just need to work on what the next thing is. It's you know, it's got a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Uh, what if? Let's let you do one more. What if? Uh, yeah, you're following a trend. You're doing what everyone else is doing. You're uh, uh, joining that group on the Facebook. Joining that group on the Facebook. Well, Kendall, I'm going to let sleeping dogs lie. You know who says let sleeping dogs lie? <laughs> a dog. That's what, oh. of course, you remember Dr. Shirley in Straight Talk? That's what she said when she was oh, yeah. giving. They said, where did you study, Dr. Shirley? She said, where did I study? Screw you. That's where I study. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, my favorite. My favorite idiom, Cliff, is hit the sack. Yeah, hit the roll, Jack. I thought, I thought you were going to say that. That's a pretty good one, too. But I'm scraping the barrel. Oh, uh, here's one that we can never do. Shape up or ship out. We're going to be shipping out. Oh, they're going to ship us right on out, wherever we're headed. I don't know. I'd like to ship out, please. Uh, well, you blow a lot of hot air, like you said. We already did that one. Uh, take it with a pinch of salt. Pinch of salt. That's a good one. That's like a cooking one. You gotta see eye to eye. You gotta put your eye right up next to somebody's eye. Oh, what <laughs> about you can catch more flies with Cliff and Kendall than you can with vinegar? Oh, that's a good one. I think that one we should we should start using and put it out into the into the world. Or you can lead a horse to a buffet, but you can't make him eat as much as Cliff and Kendall. <laughs> That's another great one. I hope these catch on. But but now I have a question for you because there's one that I don't fully understand. Oh, is it the one where it's like I'm gonna uh, be with you through Cliff and Kendall and Thin? No, No? I understand that one completely. Um, By the skin of your teeth. Oh, that's because I know that that means like just barely. But why the skin of your teeth? Because there's no skin on there. So imagine how thin it would be if there were. But it just doesn't make sense. Oh, it does. I think that's one of the great ones. See, if we did do a countdown, that one would definitely be on there. Uh, What about this one, Kendall? Once. I'm glad it wasn't (laughs) countdown. There'd be a fight. This is one on the uh, Elvira soundtrack. Once. Bitten. Twice shy. <laughs> That's just a great Halloween one, you know. That yeah, is. Or uh, the Cliff uh, calling the Kindle fat. 
You know, that one's good. Yeah, or instead of Under the Weather, we should be Under the Cliff and Kindle. Yeah, leave no Cliff and Kindle unturned. Uh, like riding a Cliff and Kindle. Yeah, it takes Cliff and Kindle to tango. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I love when they play that old let's go out to the lobby thing up there that they're playing. Oh, I on do the too. Screen. I do too. Lobby, it just brings you back to a simpler to the time. Lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves a snack. Oh, they're showing hot dogs though. And I'm still having residual heartburn from a bunch of hot dogs I ate yesterday. So I, <laughs> I can't have that. Well, Cliff, I've got an idiom that is not truly an idiom, and oh. I'll show you why. Why? I got an ace up my sleeve. Watch this. See? Truly, I had an ace up my sleeve. So, that was the truth. That wasn't even an idiom. I tricked you. Well, sometimes idioms are the truth. Like, it's always darkest before the dawn. That's been scientifically proven. I guess so. You're, you bring up a good point. Or it's a poor workman who blames his tools. I mean, that one has been tested like, you know how they test stuff for journals, periodicals? Yeah. That one's been tested. If the poor workman, if he's blaming his tools, if it, you know, not to name names, but I have heard Charles the contractor. He's like, oh, this hammer, oh, this buzzsaw, this piece of shit, you, you know, ruler. And he, he'll oftentimes blame the tools. Oh, he does. He blames, trust me, he blames a lot of things. But Cliff, I love idioms so much. I actually called like one of my very first films I ever made was an idiom. Fish out of water. Fish out of you were, water. Oh, I was in you it. You were yes. in it. And but, yeah, and a fish truly was out of water. Can I say that brings us right back to Straight Talk? That's one of the great songs on the soundtrack. <laughs> fish out of water. Oh, it's Look so at good. It. I want the listeners to know, and this leads me to something else, so I'm going to put up a finger so I don't forget. But it's on the same topic, so how could I? Listeners, <laughs> oh, you, you, could. you need to seek out the Straight Talk soundtrack. I don't know if it's on your Spotify or your whatever computerized AI thing that you listen to music on. But you can find it somewhere, okay? I bought the CD at Dollywood years and years ago. And <laughs> it is, without question, one of the great movie soundtracks. It is Dolly and It's her on Apple Music. Pop, but, oh, amen. Good. Listen, you every song, truly, it's an all-killer, no-filler album. Oh, yeah, every single song. You need to find that. And then... Straight talk, straight talk, please. Sounds plenty sweet to me. All right, Kiddo, bringing us back to the present day. Once you have listened to the entire soundtrack and not just the hit single, Straight Talk, because it's all good. I'll give it a whirl. Are you, have you, I hope that you have, I hope. It says a lot about you as a person, if you have, like (laughs) me. I have pre-ordered the new Dolly album coming out in November. Rockstar. Have you pre-ordered this? You need to pre-order it. I don't have to pre-order. I get it immediately when it comes out. 
But if you pre-order it, they're making some songs available. You can already get three songs from it. Oh, uh, well, but you're going to send me those three song- songs immediately, so. Kendall, I want to say, here, I'm just going to play a little bit of one. This album, it's Rockstar, because, you know, she's made it because she, against yeah. her will, they inducted her into the Rock and Roll Hall <laughs> She was of like, fame. well, I'm not going to do that without doing a rock album. That's just who Dolly is. She said, I'm going to have to earn it. And... Kendall, when she does rock, it it's like she's doing rock for us. It's like 80s rock. It is. Mm-hmm. I can't even get over it. Do you how think we should go is. ahead and make a rock album just in case <laughs> they want to induct us one day? I want you to you know, just dip in real quick to your kids' college fund and get us an electric guitar. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. There is no college fund. <laughs> there won't, well, then just go ahead and get the guitar. It rocks so hard, Kendall. I'm not even. I. It'll rock your socks off. It will. It's so good. I don't know how I can wait all the months until it comes out. It's well, going to you know, be so good. There are certain things that keep us alive, Cliff, like that album coming out, the Hocus Pocus 3 being discussed and said that it's going to happen, Beetlejuice 2. I, like, oh, God, we're going to have to keep this earth going long enough to see all this stuff. Now, of course, aren't you? does a little part of you worry that they're just going to try to make some dumb shit offshoot with Hocus Pocus 3 that doesn't include... Well, yes, I mean, obviously, but I mean, you know, if it was... Surely they would know people are not here for that. I mean, if they made a Fruit of the Looms commercial as Hocus Pocus, I'd watch it and love it and be happy they made it. But I want a part three, like, real movie, you know. Oh, if it's not the Sanderson sisters, I will not be tuning in. They're they're definitely going to be part of it. They already said they would. But they were just saying Kathy had a great idea to do, like, a cartoon version. And I was like, I mean, I would love it, but I'd rather see them. I would rather see them. Bocus. Uh, which leads me to, very quickly, would you like a bootleg DVD update? I'm, I'm waiting on, I'm with bated breath. Oh. Another idiom. Well, I had to buy two. And I'm not advocating that you just go buy bootlegs of everything that's readily available. But there are a couple movies that I feel like are in bondage on streaming services and what if i want to watch them when the cable is out and i have no internet well see we've been saying this for years right so i had to get from somewhere that uses a different alphabet i did have to get Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, look uh, at that. And you can see on the side, it, Hocus Pocus 2, and then it's in some other great language. I don't know where it came from. but So are, are they going to come out with a DVD of that? Or, or is DVDs over? DVDs are not over, but I don't know that they're going to come out with stuff that was made specifically for Disney+. Plus. What a damn shame. Right. Cause like you I can, want special features. Well, sure. And, and here's another one that was 
made and released through Netflix. And wouldn't you think if you made a Netflix movie, it's just going to be there on Netflix forever? Like whenever you, you would wanted think, it. But no, not anymore. Uh, well, one day I was shocked uh, and appalled. Uh, it's still hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs still from yesterday. I was shocked and appalled to see Pee Wee Herman tweet that his film, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, was back on Netflix, implying that it had been gone oh, from Netflix. I didn't know it was gone. So, apparently they're playing Russian roulette with our feelings, Kendall. So I thought, well, bitch, I gotta get a bootleg of Pee-wee's Big Holiday. There are three Pee-wee movies. I can't not have a third of the Pee-wee movies on DVD. Are you insane? All right, that's the end of the bootleg DVD update. I know that we've been just idioming it up, if that's a phrase. Ah, it's not. Um, But, and, and they are all things that people really should know. But here's some other things. It's time for the game show that makes you feel dumb. Things you should know. So dumb. Here are your dumb hosts, Cliff and Kendall. Here they are. All right, Kendall. Here we are, and here we'll stay. I've got one for you. Who sipped celebratory margaritas when his four-CD collection... Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Ballads went quadruple platinum in 2001. Was that Jimmy Buffett? Stepped on a pop top, drank a celebratory margarita when his four-CD collection went platinum. It was. (laughs) Hamburger in paradise. Yes, my mother actually had that. I think she had it on. A four-cassette collection, though. Oh, good for your mother. New <laughs> clip. What uh, is the Eng- what was the first English play written exclusively for children? That was God Save the Queen. No. No. Clip. That was for the adults. You should oh. have never grown up. It was Peter Pan. Oh. <laughs> Peter, where's the fairy dust, Peter? All right. Kendall, what sitcom was the first TV show to be filmed simultaneously with three cameras? Oh, Cliff, was that I Love Lucy? And she loves me. We're as happy as as two two can be. be. Sometimes we quarrel, but yes, it was. I love Lucy. But now we see eye to eye. All right, Cliff, uh, what letter accounts for one of every eight letters used in written English? E. E is correct. E. 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 E stands for extraordinary. Sure does. Can't you just see like a Muppet on Sesame Street singing that? E. E. When the letters... We probably have. Stupid fucking HBO Max taking down all those don't, Sesame Street episodes. Don't get me started. Right before started. your children are born. Kendall, what I movie know. theme was Barbara Streisand's first chart-topping single? Uh, Barbara Streisand's first chart-topping single. What movie um, theme? It was a theme from a oh, movie. Oh, what movie theme? Um, Think back. Hello, Dolly. No, Rain on my parade. No. <laughs> Think back to your... 
Kendall. Oh, when I think about the way I, we were. That's the problem. I cut all the corners in my mind, and <laughs> I can't find them anymore. Cut too many corners. That's what happens. Cliff, what do you call, or what do the English call a garbage man? And it's not Cliff and uh, Kendall. They call him them a Jimmy Bob. <laughs> no, they should. They call him a dust man. A dust man? Yeah, I gotta come pick up all the dust. Oh, I said that's a dust for the Jimmy Bob. All right, Kendall, <laughs> what action hero is the father of Mutt Williams? Of Mutt Williams? Um... Andy Williams. Nandy Williams, no. <laughs> Mutt Williams, of course, wonderfully played by, this may help you, Shia LaBeouf. And does that doesn't, doesn't help, help That doesn't help you. I'm, I'm doing it because I want to, point of odor, Lisa Stinks. This is crazy. Uh, Indy, Anna, Jones. Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that was his name. And oh my God, I sorry. When you said action star, I was thinking like an actor's name, Mud, Mud Williams. I wasn't thinking of a character, and I was like, oh. I don't know who that actor is. That's why I was confused. Sorry, 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 sorry. You know, I know my indie uh, trivia, and I can't wait because Indiana Jones five. Sorry, sorry. We thought you did, Kendall. We thought you did. Well, no. you thought wrong. Oh no. Cliff, what? I got one more for All you. Right. What southern U.S. state capital took its name from the French for red stick? Red stick. That was Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. That's it. All right, Kendall, I have one final one for you that I think All everybody right. should know. What 60-year-old folk icon said of 2001's music scene, the radio makes hideous sounds. Uh, well, it must be Bob Dylan from your impersonation. <laughs> the times they were a changing, and he didn't like it. Kendall, he was not. <laughs> didn't like it. Not a fan. He found the radio to be Wasn't making for him. hideous sounds when he, you know, summarized it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, Cliff, I, oh, we seem to have got the kids in order in the concession stand here. Yeah. Oh well, that's great. I'm glad you came back to tell us. Oh yes, they'll be pumping a lot more butter on the corn now. I think everyone here at the drive-through will be very happy. Oh well, I'm I'm happy already. Did you bring our junior mints? Oh goodness dear! You say I did slip my that's mind, dear, because right. I was thinking so much of the children. Well, we're gonna take a break anyway, so I'll just go out and. Get some. You get one box. I'll get another one, and then I'll I'll eat them both. Okay. All right. Oh, that sounds great. We'll be great. right back after right, well, this. That's it. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after the break. Look at those trees. How lovely they look reflected in the sunlight. Barnabas, I love to be with you. You have a way of looking at things, as if they were completely new to you. You've never seen them before. Some people live in boxes all their lives. You know, I feel I'm beginning a whole new life. And you're responsible for that life. I can't tell you how exciting it is to be with you. Barnabas Collins, vampire, takes a bride in a bizarre act of unnatural love. <laughs> House of Dark Shadows 
from MGM. Come see how the vampires do it. Rated GP, all ages, parental guidance. And now back to the show. Alright, look, alright, look, alright, look, alright. We got some boogers in your wing, boogers in your wing, boogers in the wing. Don't got nothing for that one. Don't got nothing for that one. Don't got nothing for that one. Humor and humor and heartache. Gravy boat. Gravy boat. Gravy boat. Welcome back. Back, welcome, welcome back, back, welcome back, welcome back. Well, Kendall, I have to say, the only thing that makes me forgive HBO Max, which is what I will always refer to it as, is, of course, <laughs> another brilliant... Oh, I knew this was coming. Oh, another season of And Just Like That. I saw on the, uh, the oh. news the other morning, and I was like, Cliff is probably losing his shit right now. I'm so glad that it was headline news, because it should be. Because <laughs> I, Now, it's been a few weeks now since it came out, but I woke up that day, jumped out of bed. Like, I have not I jumped out would. of bed f- for years. It's like since a Christmas Hocus Pocus day. Too? Yes, since Hocus Pocus 2, absolutely since mm-hmm. then. So only Sarah Jessica Parker can bring it she out. She's the only one that can do it, too. <laughs> we always knew she was our Lord and Savior. It is so good, Kendra. It was so good. I literally, I don't know if it was a squeal, if it was a scream, if it was a screech, but I made <laughs> just this loud noise when, I can say it now because it's been a few weeks. The first episode, Carrie and friends, they're going to the Met Ball, and Carrie's trying to get in this dress by this new designer, and the designer is just screwing it up, can't get the alterations right, and she has to dig in her closet for something to wear. (gasps) She wears her original wedding dress from when she was supposed to get married to Mr. Big the first time when he jilted her at the altar. And, oh, my God. It's, It's... which is just one of the most amazing, amazing outfits she ever wore. And she has this bird on her head. And it's fantastic. I, when I saw her open that box, you know, she just went dug in her closet. There it was. It, I went, ah! Because she was going to put on the bird and the whole thing. And it, it was, she just looked incredible. <laughs> and just like that, Kendall, my life, again, was worth Living, so I'm assuming this will be the last season ever because I love it so much. I'm sure it will be canceled <laughs> momentarily, but oh my god, it is so good! As I, you know, frankly, yeah. I'm extremely shocked that they they the the universe gave you two whole seasons. <laughs> Me of it. too. Me too. And what's so funny is I did get to thinking, you know, how one thing leads to another, and I was thinking a little bit about misogyny. In Hollywood, because the same mm-hmm. day uh, when and just like that premiered, so did the se- second season of The Bear, 
that show on Hulu. Oh, uh-huh. And it's good. And I, you know, I give it a thumbs up. It's, I think the purest test is thumbs up or thumbs down. I do give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I think the number one reason why I would watch it or anybody is because the chef is cute. If, if it was me, if it was Cliff as the bear, I'm not tuning in for that. Kendall. They'd it, say no, Chef. Oh, yeah, they'd say, um, Chef, canceled after one episode, Chef. <laughs> uh, and, and that saying every single thing about the show was exactly the same, except for I was the bear. Every, the <laughs> same scripts, same everything. Just if it was me, no, nobody's watching that. But I thought, here's the show that's kind of acclaimed, and even though it calls itself a comedy, when what that really uh-huh. means is that it's 30 minutes long. And I thought, even and just like that, which is more of a comedy drama than the original Sex and the City, but not like not way more, not crazy different or anything at all. But it has it has laughs, and even if people were to watch it, they couldn't say that they didn't know when there were they were at least trying for a laugh. Even if a you know yeah. an, an asshole was watching, who ref- who was refusing to laugh at funny things. They would they would have to say okay I at least know that was a joke yeah 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 I don't know that there are any on the bear at all and it's still I I just still just can't get over it's this yeah huge sense of urgency to get out a plate of blended up <laughs> I know stuff. I don't get that either it's so I don't funny. get it either maybe that's the joke is that it, it, they're <laughs> hurry 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 we you know. <laughs> Maybe that's where well, the comedy it, really comes in. It's one of those shows that when you watch it, I just get full of anxiety and dread. And I'm like, what? Am, am I so, like, there was one episode last se- the first season of The Bear that was just, it, it was like an old Watkins fluid master shot. The whole thing was like real time, you know, real high. And I just thought, I, just, I feel like I need to go take a shower and lay down after this episode. It was just too much. And I'm like, why? I, I want escape. I want fun. I want, you know. So, I want witches on broomsticks, goddammit. I would prefer witches on broomsticks. Hocus bocus. Yeah, but, but you know, I just thought, well, here's the show. It's, you know, more male-centered. And people are like, oh, oh it's, yeah. it's, it has so many things to say about people coming to terms with things or whatever. And people, you know, deride and just like that. And it's the show about women in their oh, 50s. Yeah. You just summed up Hollywood. Yeah. It's like, what... And you can make fun of it because it's you know it's it does still have the comedy in there. It does have silly storylines because it's a comedy. But, but if a uh, what you're saying like is if a woman is trying to be successful uh-huh. later in life, it's like oh well that's a cute little show. Right. But then if a male is trying to be successful at running a restaurant, they're like this is just the world. This says oh, everything. I just my heart was racing as they were plating the appetizer. Yeah, like who cares? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> who cares? That to me is just the most artificial <laughs> urgency ever. That'd be like if we well, were like, Kendall, we've got to get it out this week's show. We've got to. It's it's due on Podbean in forty minutes. Oh my god! It, nobody cares. You know, maybe that's what the world is asking for. We should just do a show where it's just us trying to get a show out. <laughs> But no, that's a great segue, Cliff, because speaking of idiots, <laughs> we're talking all about idiots in this half of the show. Oh, tell me. I'm Present company not, ex- not included. I just gave a 90-minute monologue about how important and just like that is to me and America. And so now I'm, I'm going to let you well, 
take it for a minute on a topic that you know a lot about. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. Just so the listeners Idiots. know, Cliff wanted to do a four-hour salute to Just Like That. And I was like, no, we're, we have to stick to a regular, like, just a short show. And he was like, well, I can't do it in an hour. And so you just said, well, I won't do it. I'll just do a nine-minute soliloquy on it. Right. No, we'll do the four-hour salute when the finale comes on. So, Oh, okay. Don't we're hold, we're, don't we're holding that for later. Yeah. Cliff, idiots. There have been a lot of idiots in history. And this person was uh, a person after our own heart. I'm talking about... Oh, a, a nice idiot. A fat idiot. <laughs> no, a fat one. Oh. Henry the, uh, what is it? Henry the Eighth. He was, he was gluttonous, you know. Sure and, was. And he was famously extremely greedy. Now that's not that part's not it, I guess. And he suffered from gout from his overindulgence. Um, but Adolf Frederick, who reigned as king of Sweden in the 1700s, appears to have genuinely killed himself via a single excessive meal. So you know. Henry VIII was real bad, but this guy, one meal, that's like us. Like, we try every time to take ourselves out with one meal. Oh, that is like and us. he had, uh, in 1771, he ate a feast of caviar, lavished amounts of seafood and sauerkraut, and a mind-boggling 14 servings of semla, a bun soaked in warm milk. Doesn't that sound good? No, and I, yeah, <laughs> but I do... Sympathize because I'm still thinking that maybe those hot dogs I ate yesterday are so, going to take me out before the <laughs> end of Return to Oz tonight. Cliff, this this next person. Now, yeah. this, this could have been me. In fact, if reincarnation exists, this was me. Mm. So this guy was, a, uh, was brilliant. Me? He was a, a Danish astronomer, oh. uh, Tycho Brahe. He had an extraordinary life as well as a ridiculous death. He was working with a telescope. He established the positions of many stars and worked out the true nature of comets. And he also had a tame elk and a fake nose. All this stuff. He lost it in a duel. It's a big, long, crazy story I won't get into. But his death was credited to his noble upbringing and his bladder. Oh. Does that sound, sound familiar? No. He died after a banquet. It had previously been assumed that he was poisoned, but the analysis found in 2010, no remnants of poison, Indicated the other suggestion was true that he held his bladder till it burst. Ugh! Wouldn't yeah, that be he, awful? He, just, he was too polite to get up to go to the bathroom. He said, I'll just hold it. And it burst and fucking killed him. <laughs> that now is... that sounds like me. Would you? Because I would get up and just pee in the street before. Well, I would if we were doing a show. But if I was like at some big banquet where they were like, oh, it's a famous strong, I'd be like, oh, I'd be, I'd be real polite. You know? No, at some point, you're basic human needs supersede everything else or else something really dumb happens like your bladder explodes. I'm, I'm writing this down for for us to work on with dr blathers because this is good stuff this is good stuff but he's like yes you will when you really really need to go that's why they made those commercials kendall gotta go gotta go gotta go right now gotta go gotta go gotta go that's what oh that that commercial makes me anxious <laughs> Well, well, what, yes, well, yes, idiots, idiots. There's so many idiots. I mean, we don't have a lot of time for all the idiots, but there's just some some good ones that I'm Tell sharing. Me. Tell me, I love it. So, there's another Englishman. Uh, Is he the Englishman in, who went up a hill but came down a mountain? No, and he wasn't a dustman either. Oh, but um, Jimmy, Jimmy Bob. <laughs> but uh, the po- this man's name was James Betts. Uh, he was a Hapless suitor, 
at Corpus Christi College in Cambridge, and he was concealed in a locked closet <gasps> by his lover. No. She was worried that he'd be discovered by her dad, which was a clergyman and a master of the college. And uh, she should, however, have been more concerned about her, her lover because he died of asphyxiation. He, so he never came out of the closet. Oh. And both are reputed to haunt Corpus Christi as ghosts. So there you go. And, and you can take that with a pinch of salt. Bye-bye. Don't you remember that song Diana Ross sang about that guy from the ghost's perspective? I'm coming out. I'm coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know. I got to let it show. She must have stayed at Corpus Crispy and was like, oh, this is a good song. Yeah. Oh, tell tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, see, you are a greasophile. Oh, see, you're no. hiding your true self. No, now it's coming no. out. We're we're uh, veterans of the stage yes. and screen and and podcast. Yes. So we're we're basically actors. You know, we've been in a lot of. We are. We're everything. Things. We're everything. We're show people. Yeah. And a situation demonstrated the dangers of live television. An actor died during a live performance of a play in Britain on British television in oh. 1958. And the play carried on with the actors improvising around him. <laughs> uh, Gareth what? Jones, a young actor, died of a heart attack on the set of a play. Um, underground and entered television legend by becoming the subject of one of the greatest improv- improvisations ever seen. In a mark of extraordinary coincidence, the character Jones was playing was also meant to suffer from a heart attack. So he, mm-hmm. they thought, oh, this is great acting. They, they were like, people watching the play were like, we're going to give him... The biggest Oscar, Emmy, everything, because he's doing so good. And then they found out, oh, he he really died. Oh, Lord. God. I hope they gave it to him posthumously then. Oh, no. He was, he, they were like, well, he wasn't acting because he was really dead. So oh. they can't give him the act, you know? Yeah, it's less convincing. There you go. Kendall, they would rather him break a leg. Kendall, uh, break your talking for a moment. I have a surprise. <laughs> I can't do it! <laughs> I have a surprise! A surprise segment! Oh, I hope it's ice cream. Oh, a segment. It is not an ice cream segment. It is the wonderful segment that everybody loves. It's called <gasps> Who Wrote Me? And I'm oh, going to read Does everybody you. love it? Yes! Everybody, no, some Did people, we take a poll? Some, you're right, Kendall. Some people more than love it. They live for it. <laughs> they demand it. And it is the one I'm going to read you, a random paragraph from a memoir by a celebrity you have heard of. And you're going to guess the celebrity from the random paragraph. Kendall, are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right, number one. The film was a bigger, fatter success than I could ever have imagined. Not only was it the great creative collaboration of my life, it was the most thrilling time in my professional career. The movie opened at the theaters even better than anyone expected, and the only name above the title was mine. There was no male star to carry the picture, as they say, as was usually the case. If ever I had suspected how life-changing this movie would be for me, I could never have guessed how much. Was it Bette Midler? No, it was a different First Wives Club member. She was talking about Private Benjamin, and that was Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. From her book, A Lotus Grows in the Mud. Well, I was close. You were close. All right, here's the next one. Okay. 
Let's see how close you can get this time. <laughs> My curtain was at 2 p.m. I got there at 1.35. My assistant, Donald Light, was waiting for me in the red vest that he always wears to my shows, his arms filled with programs. A trailer dressing room had been set up for me. I dashed into it, taking a few minutes to put on a little stage makeup and change my clothes. There was no time for vocalizing or going over my lines. Just a touch of lipstick, and I hit the stage. Well, we know that this person runs late. They were five minutes before the show. So, um, was that B. Arthur? Nay. Narthur? Narthur. <laughs> it was Debbie Reynolds in her memoir, uh, Unsinkable. It's just like that Debbie Reynolds movie. All Another right. one from Greece. Oh, is that one from Greece? All right. Yeah, it says, I wish I had one of those teen a- those angel things like in that Debbie Reynolds movie. Wouldn't oh, that be neat? Wouldn't that be neat? Wouldn't it be neat? Constance and Phyllis knew everyone everywhere and were accustomed to a very social existence. When I moved them to this strange island, they had literally no life at all. It was just far enough away from Venice proper to be totally impractical. How I could have been dumb enough not to realize this, I don't know. Anyway, after 24 hours, I came to and quickly found an apartment as great as this one was lousy. Context clues. Uh-huh. The only person I know that lives on an island was uh-huh. Rosie O'Donnell. Lives <laughs> on an island? I thought you were going to say... Didn't she live on an island? She lived on Long Island, which is not really... No, didn't she thing. live on uh, at one point or something? I thought I remembered her living on an island years ago. Um... That was one of those things, Kendall. Some things are dreams, and some things are <laughs> real life. I always get c- confused. I get messed up. And this was the real life of Catherine Hepburn in her book. <laughs> I was like, me. <laughs> it just said me. I was like, that was you? It's all right, Kendall. You have, thank God, two chances left. My fondest memories are from the 70s. After doing the show, John, Ed McMahon, Doc Severinsen, me, and all of our wives would go to a little joint on Sunset called Sneaky Pete's and unwind. After last call, we would all come back to my house and laugh it up. One night, when John and I were playing the drums in my den, Jenny announced that she needed to go upstairs and go to bed because she had to wake up early to take the kids to school. The following day, John bought an old army cot and had it delivered to the house. The note read, for Mrs. Newhart, so she could sleep downstairs. Well, I got conf- I got distracted over there, and I missed the first part, but luckily <laughs> I heard the last part, so I'm luckily. thinking it's Bob. It Newhart. Bob Newhart, from his book, I Shouldn't Even Be Doing This. That's what people told us a long time ago about the show, and about we thought, show. no, we're doing See, it. See, that's how we're like... Bob Newhart. All right, we have one more. Last one. (gasps) Then an even bigger disappointment occurred. In the midst of all this turmoil, infighting, and dissatisfaction, the Brady's set became an unhappy place. I mean, Lord knows we've done our share of less than stellar television work, but through it all, the Brady soundstage was always one of the happiest in Hollywood. Now, though, we were embarrassed by the series and exhausted from shooting it, and the novelty of reuniting had worn thin. Our bodies were tired, our nerves were shot, and the mood of the day turned sour. I know they were in the Brady Bunch. Uh, was it 
Maureen McCormick, Marsha. Oh, you're so close. You're so close, close, close. Or Greg. I used this one because you guessed it once before. It was Greg, Greg, Greg. Barry Williams. I should have said Greg. See, I thought surely he wouldn't throw me a curveball like that. From his book, I Was a Teenage Greg, Growing Up Brady. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Kendall, I don't know that you got your dignity still after that but it's I got over. Bob Newhart and got, I got didn't I get no oh, I didn't get you, the first no you got you got Bob Newhart though hey and they that. can't take that away from you no, no 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 they can't take that away from you oh Kendall it's not that long before return to Oz starts and I need my junior Ooh, we better get uh, oh wait here comes Mrs here comes Mrs. Butter 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 Turn. What Here is she, she comes, up to? Just walking down the street. Oh, my dear. Oh, we've, we've been up in the projection booth. Mr. Snotbottom was showing the kids how to properly wind the film because it was a little off last time with the it, sound. It was a little bit off, yes, Sugar Lump, but I believe I showed them how to thread the projector properly while the... Oh, you did a wonderful job. Yes, while the kids up there, they were using those... Stridex oxypads on their face for their pimples and whatnot. Oh, my, you remember how it was, Sugar Lump, as a teenager? Oh, yes, dear. Kids today won't put anything on their face. Oh, anything. Clear a seal. It's just chemicals. Why not just put your face in some harsh motor oil or something? That'll... Oh, yes, dear. And by day, we just picked up a little mud and put it on our face, and it helped. What made wonders. Oh, well, that's why they do it at the spas, no doubt. Yeah, there you go. Because the well, minerals. Mrs. I'm I'm so glad you guys walked in, because Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Turn, I know that you have oh. been saying you wanted to do an etiquette tip, and <laughs> oh, yeah. so the floor is yours. Oh, well, dear. Well, you know, I, I do. I have a lot of things to say about etiquette and and you know it, it does help to spread the word <laughs> so yeah i just will start with of course if if you see something like what was going on today with the kids needing help it's it's always important to help them like we did because that's a very proper etiquette thing to do but some of the other things that i want to point out dear is please 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 i think i've said this before on the show say please and thank you it goes a long way <laughs> Oh, it, it's like the Ernest uh, Christmas true. movie. Uh, Ernest says Christmas. Three little words. Those three little words. Please and, Please thank, and you. thank you. Of course, I was just thinking the same thing. Oh, dear, there's a lovely little jingle to remember it. it there should be more etiquette jingles. You find this, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. Oh, dear, that's a wonderful idea. Maybe we should get to work on that. I could make a CD. Oh, you should. Oh, you could, you could win a Grammy. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far, dear, but we we could certainly bring it to the masses. For sure. <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of people these days take a very important phone call right in the middle of everything. Maybe it, it would be a restaurant or the office, dear. If you have a personal situation, it's best to step out in the hallway. <laughs> no one wants to hear all of your business. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I agree with that. I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear anybody's business. About it. I don't want to hear anybody at all. <laughs> Me neither. Well, I, whether it's their business or anything. I don't like if if you want to hear people's business, go on Facebook. Whatever happened to sensitivity, the milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. That's what I'm talking about. 
It all was canceled. Everywhere but... you look. Yes, oh. it, well, it has been. Well, dear, one thing that other people have forgotten to do is hold the door mm. behind you for other one for others. If if someone's walking up behind you, it's proper etiquette to hold the door. You, I agree. It's only common decency, right? It is. It is. And dear, you know. I was watching a cute little video I saw online the other day. In Japan, they teach children to be, to have proper etiquette and to do the right thing. And they have a whole little scenario where they set up a little bus and they have people that are elderly walk onto the bus and little, they're dressed up as little pregnant people and they teach them to get up to let those people sit down. It's very important, dear. Yo, that is nice. Yo, that is nice. That, that is, is nice. We should do that here. Uh, they'd never go. No. <laughs> Well, dear, now, one of the other proper etiquette things is to be on time for movies, so Mr. Snodbottom and I are going to go get a seated outside and get ready for the next film. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, so pardon me, my, my bowels were a little bit alarmed there. I may have dozed off during your wonderful etiquette tip, Sugarloaf. It was excellent. Well, it's a wonderful thing that you all you already know all the proper etiquette to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be out there momentarily. Okay, dear, hurry up. We're going to get a good seat. Oh, all right. Well, that was some good etiquette. That was. Follow it. What good etiquette. <laughs> it was prime. Primo. Kendall, any more well, I've, I've got, idiots? Tell us more about idiots. I got one all more right. idiot I want to share with you. There was a, 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 a general back in the, uh, what was it? I think the Civil War. Yeah, he he was a Union Army general, and he was killed while leading the troops into a, um, a battle of Spotsylvania Courthouse. Mm-hmm. He he just he thought he was so confident. He thought nothing can touch me, nothing can hurt me, and he just strided out into heavy fire. <laughs> and he's reported to have told his compatriots to stop flinching. Mm. <laughs> why are you why are you dodging like this? They couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. And then of course they hit him, and he was smaller than an oh. elephant. So. That just goes to show you, don't be overconfident. Unless he was sort of the Cliff and Kendall of the group. He may not have been smaller than an elephant. He may have been just the right size to have been seen. Well, we know not to walk into a barrage of fire because we're going to get we're hit gonna get immediately. Hit. I was watching, speaking of barrage of fire, I was watching these John Wick movies. Have you seen these movies? I, th- I think I saw the first two. I haven't. I'm not caught up. With all right. all I would say if you were watch the third one, was probably the best one. I have not seen past the third one, but okay. That being said, it's just, it's mo- it's just people shooting for like two hours. That's all it is. Is they're, they're shooting. Yeah, that's all movies are. They're days. running around. It really. It. I was thinking as I was watching one of them. It really is like watching somebody play video games. Almost, because it's they're shooting around, yeah. sh- shooting this and that, and then it. But it starts to have like the third one has more s- <laughs> movie stars in it at least, and obviously there was something. I was just trying to watch something that was interesting, like a little bit. Don't, you know, you're trying to find something good. Oh yeah, I try it all the time, and, fail. and yeah, and you fail. So, but I wasn't even. I I thought maybe this will be at least. A little bit interesting since they have made so many of them there must be something in there that people wrong <laughs> well it wasn't that bad I like Keanu Reeves <laughs> but it, it's no I know they're they're fun some or at least the first few were fun I yeah the, but you know it, here's the but, summary of what happens in all three that I've seen 
Bang, 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 slice, 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 slice. Wait, you're forgetting car chase, car chase, car chase. Bang, 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 slice, slice, cut, 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 stab, bang, 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 bang. So if you've missed them, if you want to start with the fourth one, you're now caught up with what has happened. Thank you. Yeah. Now I can watch the fourth Now you can watch the fourth one. Go forth. Oh, the credits are starting on Return to Oz. We've got to get out there. Okay, we got to get out there. Well, it's been a great show, and I'm glad we got to talk about idioms and idiots. And cars and drive-ins and booths and And grease. And grease. And uh, Bob Newhart. All right, we'll see you here next week. Yes, we will. family and their matters I'm tired of March hairs and I'm tired of mad hatters I'm tired of going to the grocery store and I'm tired of picking up stuff I dropped on the floor I'm done waiting in lines for stupid crap and I'm done downloading all these stupid apps done done Conditions may indeed apply, but I won't be looking at them with my eyes. I reject it. I reject it. Give it to me and watch out, cause I'll eject it. I reject it. I reject Were you wondering why? Because I've chosen not to participate I reject it I reject it I'm tapping out on reality I've had about enough, that's it for me I can't stop all these dumb things people do So I'm not gonna try Done, run, run. Go ahead and do your dumb things I'll smile when I look you in the eye But the one thing you will not know Will not expect it Everywhere I go I'm gonna reject it Don't have to respect it, don't have to respect it, don't have to respect it.
you're gonna reject I reject it. I reject it. Fine.